to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon episode 29. It is January 7th, 2021. I'm your host Michael Deebs. Joining me as always is Dinko Suvin from the uh, Instagram handle at Dinkdelose. Uh, he is joining me remotely today because we were bad at scheduling things and um, uh, I'm no longer feeling sick so that's not an excuse for him to, uh, to stay away anymore. Uh, Dinko, how are you doing? Well, I'm running out of excuses, yeah. first off. We're all running out and that, of excuses. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing that concerns me most right now, is uh, what do we do when we run out of excuses? Uh, we just what start we making that? shit up, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. That's, then, that's, that's case, always been my go-to, is just start making shit up. Like, oh, well, you know, my dog, I got him recently. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did get a new dog. Uh, my, my grandmother who, uh, not the one that died the last time I had an excuse, but the one before, I mean, a different grandmother, it's, it's not my technical grandmother, but you know, <laughs> I've always seen her as a grandmother. You, you know, with, with the grandma excuses, you can actually have way more of them than, uh, than you think, because not only do you have four grandmas that you could right. potentially lose yeah. or more really, or because more. by, uh, you know your 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 grandma-in-law mm-hmm. and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have potentially infinite grandmas so long as they're lesbian grandmas um <laughs> or you know it's smaller I, I think there's actually less less grandmothers you could potentially have okay there are three billion yeah grandmothers. That's, that's a more rational uh, number i think but but you could you could have infinite grandmothers if you just say that they keep coming back from the dead because that's another reason to 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 skip out on work is oh yeah, my god my grandma came back from the dead i gotta go <laughs> it's the craziest thing happened um yeah. well and then the thing is like now i i feel like if you start using that excuse you then have to like establish yourself as a very stu- superstitious person you know yeah like you gotta you gotta be like okay well as you know, I believe very much in uh, <laughs> grandma resurrection or something. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. I mean, very, all you need to do strongly in Santeria, and uh, <laughs> you know, it turns out that my grandmother came back from the dead, uh, and she she's. It's uh, just a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah, Don't worry about it. Sometimes. But I have to take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> Just if yeah, if, to, if anyone knocks on your door tonight, if anyone knocks on your door tonight, don't answer. Uh, just for tonight, don't worry about it. Other than that, just just you know, we have to take grandma back to the home. <laughs> <laughs> imagine your grandmother comes back from that. the dead, and you put her right back in the retirement. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, oh fuck, I can't deal with this. <laughs> uh, the drooling was a problem before, but now it's like black and weird like jaws gone it's yeah. just like snails around well cool <laughs> <laughs> um so so our first subject today uh, is something that mm-hmm. 
I, I really wish we didn't have to talk about, but I feel like there's there's a certain importance in talking about it. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll confess. Um, <laughs> All right. I, no, no. What do we have? Okay, so every every morning I send you three text messages. Yeah, that's true. And, and those three text messages are: I love you. I don't care mm-hmm. if you love me back. That's the second yeah. one. And then the third one is: God, I hope we never have to talk about Jimmy Dore again. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's actually exactly what you said. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do. I'm not lying to the the listener here. I would never lie to the <laughs> listener. <laughs> I was just, I just wasn't sure that you'd, you'd get it right. Well, I, I, I kind of knew you'd get it right because it's always exactly the same words. Right. You know, which is kind of weird. Yeah. You know, because well, I, I actually just, I, mean, I love you. That sends the same. I was going to ask. Yeah. It's like a bat script on your computer. Pretty much. It just much. says, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a text to you too in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Oh, <laughs> Okay, what did he do now? So, so there's this guy named Rob Rod Weber who uh, does like mm-hmm. documentaries and he's an artist and stuff like that. And he's he's very involved in in uh, sort of left wing uh, uh, perspectives of things. Um, he went on Jimmy Dore's show and he had a previous experience with Jimmy Dore back in 2016, where Jimmy Dore <laughs> interviewed him and then never uh, aired that interview. And oh, so, that sucks. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's kind of like wary of Jimmy Dore to begin with. So he figured, hey, I'm going to record my side of the interview when I go on Jimmy Dore's show this time. Just so, you know, there's there's a record of it happening. And that, you know, why like, would you why would you have someone back on again if you didn't want to interview like air the first interview? What I don't kind know. Of a... But all right. Um, he uh, so so I, I guess Jimmy Dore released part of the interview. Um, oh, but he just didn't include the part where he dropped the N word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, so Rod Weber calls him out on the uh, the interviewing that Boogaloo Boy guy, um, mm-hmm. because it turns out that if you look into that guy's history, he said a bunch of so you know Jimmy Dore you know had him on and and let this guy say, oh yeah, you know Antifa and I are cool. I love BLM. You know, I'm I'm pro LGBTQ stuff, and it, of course, it's all a lie. And mm-hmm. I could go deeply into why it's a lie, but you could also just like look up his old tweets. Uh, his name is like Magnus Panvidia. Um, <laughs> you can look up his old tweets, and he says shit like Antifa sucks, uh, BLM is trash, whatever. You know, it's uh, and and he's also uh, he he didn't like support Kyle Rittenhouse, but he uh, he said you know. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse had every right to defend himself in that situation. Even though he shouldn't have been there, he had every right to defend himself sort of stuff. So something that needs to be understood about the Boogaloo Boys, and this is why, you know, yeah, it's nice that Jimmy Dore had this guy on and this guy claimed to be pro all these movements. The Boogaloo Boys want a civil war. That's that's their yeah, entire that's intent. what... Yeah, they want a uh, what, what what what's it called? Like a oh, they want a boogaloo. Yeah, they want a boogaloo. They want a the, right. <laughs> the dumbest <laughs> term for it. Um, right. But I mean, they, that's the point, right? Is yeah. that they? It's, it's all it's all just a tongue-in-cheek you... joke, but not really. Yeah. Haha. Um, so they they want a civil war, and what what you know you have to understand when you're dealing with somebody that wants something like this is that they will lie to your fucking face because they don't see it as a problem. It is mm-hmm. a bad faith actor, and they're acting in bad faith. They can go on any show and say, oh, yeah, I agree with all these things. We're cool. We're fine. 
And, and the point is that they want to embed themselves in all sorts of different movements so that they can cause discord and then eventually, you know, break everything down into a civil war. That's how it fucking yep. works. It's, you know, you, you can take them on face value, which you should never do with anybody in general. <laughs> but, That's fair. That's you know, pretty fair. <laughs> especially when you're talking about somebody who's part of a group that wants to start a civil war, you have to like have some kind of like, I don't know, critical thinking ability when you're dealing with them. So right. this Rod Weber guy, he he uh, he immediately kind of brings this subject up, and um, let's see. His latest movie is called Twenty Twenty: The Dumpster Fire. It's Rod Weber. How representative do you think that that guy that I interviewed is representative of the Boogaloo's? If you look to uh, say unicorn riots, uh, leaked a, a chat uh, from uh, discords, you can hear them in their own voice. A, a very many of them uh, saying all kinds of racist things. Um, so I, 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 I have to say that, that there is some merit to, to what, what people are saying. Um, I mean, you know, first and foremost, I, I would even say you need to start talking more shit about Tucker Carlson and his rants about, uh, his, uh, uh, white nationalism. You need to be talking shit about Tim Pool. Rod, don't do that. <laughs> We're not talking about fucking Tucker Carlson. We're not talking about shit I should be doing. We're talking about this fucking guy and the Boogaloo boys. I'm not talking. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, okay, well then. Uh, Can you talk about what we're talking about? I asked you about the Boogaloo Boys, and you start telling me what I should be doing with Tucker Carlson. All right, well then let's go. Let's go directly to his Twitter threads. Um, and and all no, the, all no, the no. stuff. What, what about what, what about all this stuff from Magnus talking about his support of Kyle Rittenhouse? Dude, I'm I'm asking you about the Boogaloo Boys and what you know about them. Okay, so so if, if what the ADL is saying is correct, is what the ADL saying is that correct? What I know about uh, this particular Boogaloo boy, Magnus Panvidya, in his own words on Twitter, uh, he's talking about his support of Kyle Rittenhouse, and um, it's a hill that he's willing to die on. Uh, when asked whether he's you know he's he's left or right, and and whether BLM is more important uh, than what happened with Rittenhouse, uh, he says uh, you know he'll die on that hill, the Rittenhouse Hill, and he says I choose both slash shrug. Um, I mean there there is some merit to what people are are talking about. Okay, so so that guy in particular, he you're saying that that guy in particular is def is a defender of Kyle Rittenhouse. Correct. Okay. All right. And so, and, and Kyle Rittenhouse was the guy, was it Wisconsin? Yeah. The Kenosha. Who the fuck doesn't know who Kyle Rittenhouse is first That's off? bizarre. Well, he's probably faking it anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, saving but himself self, a... self some time to think. But yeah, I mean, Kyle... it's, it's, I, 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 I think it's justifiable at, at, at first for, for Jimmy Dore to be responding like what the fuck is happening because it's kind of clear that, I, I'm sorry, what's this guy's name? I, I know that I've seen him. Rod places. Weber. Rod Weber. Like it's clear that he kind of like scripted out like I need to challenge him about this stuff, which is totally fair that he wants no, no, to challenge no, no. him. It's fair and good. But it, it's, it's injected in a kind of weird space. Yeah. But then as soon as that's kind of covered up and he's like, okay, we'll just talk about this asshole. Uh, then you see like uh, just Jimmy becomes at that point in time, inexcusably angry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or it's like, all right, fine, fine. I may, I brought in Tucker Carlson and stuff. Shouldn't have necessarily done that. Let's talk about the person that you wanted to talk about. No, no, we didn't want to talk about him. We want to talk about <laughs> other people because I've already painted him in the way that we want to view him. Yeah. 
so yeah yeah so twitter it's... twitter's dumb and we can only listen to listen two minute and 20 second clips but oh there's uh, more oh, okay yeah, there's, there's more it goes on and and the last clip i'm gonna okay, show right. is uh, this isn't the last i'm getting kicked off uh no the, the last clip on to, to jimmy's credit he didn't kick him off because i guess jimmy just i don't know he just gets mad and doesn't think to do anything about it <laughs> um, but uh so this is the second to last clip the last clip is just fucking hilarious to me the kyle rittenhouse support is problematic to a lot of lefties it's like saying oh we're gonna get together with charles manson oh okay but he wrote some beach boys songs you know oh, okay 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 that makes sense rod that makes sense yeah I would have a problem with that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So so what so then what do we do? What do we do when a guy like that shows up with someone from Antifa and Black Lives Matter and claims all the things he claims? What 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 do we do? with that guy do we not talk to i mean you've talked to those oh, guys. I, i'd say it's on a case-by-case -case basis and um what we need to do is is vet them more uh you know before putting them uh, out on the internet uh you know to tons of people uh, to let them just say what they want to say unchecked i think a lot of people had a problem with you not pushing back on these particular issues uh when boogaloo comes up you know the first thing that i'm looking up is is i i did a search a cross search of magnus panvidia and kyle rittenhouse boom there it's coming right up so when you would okay, uh, this guy's so teaching Jimmy Dora. Yeah, so I saw a video of him calling for <laughs> unity, and so we reached out to him to interview him, and I interviewed him, and my jaw was on the floor. Yeah, and so uh, and, a lot of and, folks. And so and so then we and then a lot of folks say, "No, Jimmy, that guy's lying to you." So then I go to the ADL and I look up the ADL and they that they say, "No, that guy's not lying to you. They actually support." And and the the ADL that is so. Later on, we'll see a clip where he doesn't even know what the ADL is at first. Nice. Anti-Defamation League, you know, basic shit. Um, he doesn't know what the ADL is, like, minutes before he's talking about the ADL right now. Uh, and the ADL article is about the Boogaloo Boys as a whole. It's not about, hey, is Magnus Pan Video a cool guy from the ADL? It's the Boogaloo Boys as a whole. And in, in the article he's referencing on on the the boogaloo boys it says that they're a far-right extremist group so like the thing that he's referencing doesn't even say what he's saying right. <laughs> yeah Support black lives matter uh and they're anti and they're not racist so but then you and then you say that on on twitter he supports kyle rittenhouse and so that if I if I'm gonna put someone like that in a documentary, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that there's strong pushback against that. How would I even know to Google that? How would I even know to Google Boogaloo Boy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't like if I didn't. I, you know, again, if I went to look up Boogaloo Boys and I went to ADL, it would say the opposite. And so I wouldn't. I, I've since seen that people say, "Oh no, on Twitter he's talking about Kyle." Well, how would I? <laughs> I'd say fo follow Daryl Lamont Jenkins, fo follow Annie Fash Gordon. His latest movie is called 2020, The Dumpster right, Fire. So that's, uh, that's that clip. Why? That's such a bizarre, like, how how would you know? You would know because you would just do basic research on the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's you're about to have somebody on weak... your show maybe look like, all right, let's say 
you're going in for a job interview and you want to impress uh, them like what you do is you google the company to like figure or, or the company right. or like organization see what they do see what they manage and that way you you know like that's just like basic life skills stuff uh right. for, for like everyday people and and this guy is you know like trying to have people on to have discussions or whatever and like how do you even know what to talk to this guy about if you don't know like any basic information about his organization you know right hey i looked up the boogaloo boys and i saw a bunch of like racist stuff like how do you explain that um <laughs> yeah and like i'm i'm not i'm not one of these people that thinks that we shouldn't platform any of these folks we but but no, i no, do no. absolutely think that we should platform them and then challenge them as much as we can in that platform right like absolutely. that's that's the fucking that's kind of the point and that's the that's the thing that people always bring up about you know no platforming and stuff like that is well shouldn't we be challenging the ideas which i figure would be what door would say and it's like well yeah we should and that's what you yeah. should be doing in those instances guy, yeah. um but it's also like no one's gonna well no some people will because people will yell at you over anything but like <laughs> most most people aren't going to like rage on you if you have someone on your show uh and after some people do some deep diving they like i don't know uh, dropped some kind of slurs in a tweet like 10 years ago or something or right uh but but the the concept that that the boogaloo boys are supportive of people like Rittenhouse or anything like that. The, the the concept that it would, I mean, first off, it's bizarre having to do a Google search about that, like just one. Yeah. But but after doing the very minimum of not discovering this kind of stuff, is it's inconceivable. Like, yeah. Anyway. So so this is the last clip, and this is just pretty funny. This is while they're they're still setting up the show. Okay. Jimmy will walk across. He usually speaks to the camera straight here. Interviewed a guy, and and the corporate left comes at me, exactly the way they come after Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi, Chris Hedges, anybody who's doing good work. That's what they'll do. True. So if you if your film is good, you will be smeared. The CIA had my six. I got them all coming at me. They're fucking editing my Wikipedia page. They're do you believe for one fucking second that the CIA and MI6 are targeting Jimmy Dore and editing his Wikipedia page? Out of the, the four people listed there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't. I mean, and and I'm certainly someone that thinks that they're... No, no, no. I, you know, I, I, I believe wholeheartedly, that, <laughs> I believe wholeheartedly I he... that the uh, the CIA and MI6 are, are counter-revolutionary to any kind right. of leftist policies. Um, and like, have probably shat on Chris Hedges and stuff. Oh, I, I believe that well, Chris Hedges uh, has done actual war correspondence, right, right, right. So and he sued the in president the, in the balance of the universe, and, where you know. where like uh, Chris Hedges yeah. and uh, Jimmy Dore are. It's like, oh yeah, no, they're, they are they're calls, on equal yeah. platform. <laughs> Glenn Greenwald, somebody that uh, you know right. was was instrumental in Eric Snowden <laughs> right. uh, releasing all of his information, like. These people are not the same, and and this is something he's actually yeah. also done. Is he he compared himself to Fred Hampton because Fred Hampton uh, that's very funny uh, aligned with uh, what was it? 
it was like the the southern national group or something like i i forget right. what the, the name of the group was but you're they... not allowed to do that <laughs> well the, fred, the fred comparison hampton, <laughs> fred hampton uh you know he, he aligned himself with some some maybe questionable kind of more conservative groups uh in the chicago right. to, area to actually do things right and that's the other thing so <laughs> so you know he's he's saying that oh you know this they're they're cointel proing me like like they did fred hampton uh because you know fred hampton joined with these groups and it's like dude you're not feeding like all of the yeah. poor kids in fucking chicago you're you're an asshole people, that yells at a screen people think that posting is war it's the same thing yeah it's is that's that's the same brainworms that he has is this concept <laughs> that posting is war it's it's crazy yeah um and and just to bring up because he did bring up three people and I I, I do like this other guy but you know Matt Taibbi also uh, was brought up by him and uh, probably not getting screwed with by the CIA no. but if uh, <laughs> he's he's the least likely person that screwed to get screwed with by the CIA on that list and even he it's more likely than Jimmy Dore by miles <laughs> right it's, yeah and he's yeah, he's the least likely of that group no yeah and and, you know we i will say i i have undying faith in uh chris hedges uh glenn greenwald's done some real weird stuff lately um but what real weird you mean because he's i mean he's always done weird stuff he's such a mix for me yeah no he's a mix for me too he does really good journalism sometimes and then sometimes he you know uh, says that AOC should have joined up with Ted Cruz instead of rejecting the offer on the uh, Wall Street. Oh, stuff. this. And it's like, right. bro, you can't treat Ted Cruz like he's a good faith actor and like he actually <laughs> means to, to follow through on holding uh, right. big investors accountable. Like that's the dumbest fucking thing you could say. Yeah, oh, yeah. For Ted sure. Cruz tweeted out that, you know, he wants to hold Wall Street accountable. Like, fuck off. He doesn't actually want to do that. He's he's a liar. He's always been a fucking liar. He's a disgusting, weird human being who doesn't have a real face. Like, yeah. Here's here's my question for you: it, Is he better or worse now that he seems to have less airtime, but also has that bizarre beard? Oh, uh, Ted. No, yeah, I don't like the Ted you know, Cruz. No, because he's, he's a wolf man now. Yeah, he's weirdly trying to Catchy be like rugged man. when. Yeah, you know, like if you put that dude in the woods with like a full survival kit, he wouldn't last like less than an hour. Right, but beforehand, <laughs> he looked like a cursed melting doll. Yeah, no, and I don't think he really looks much better now. He's a cursed melting no. doll with a beard. <laughs> I just think he looks like two different kinds of uh, of of Halloween mask. Yeah, uh, no. it's not necessarily that one is better than the other. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's let's watch the rest of this clip real quick. Oh yeah, there's because more. The, the conversation that happens is fucking hilarious. And oh, okay, you know I'm not the kind of person that says like, "Oh, you don't know a thing, ha ha, you're fucking stupid." But when your right. your entire job is talking about issues, is like to know things. <laughs> not not even just yeah. to know things, but like to know certain kinds of things right. in the political. Oh sphere. sure, 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 sure. Like when I say ADL. I didn't have to tell mm. you that it was anti-defamation league. You just fucking know that right. because you like have looked at things and right. you know, Jimmy Dore's entire job is to talk about these kind of issues. You're writing hit pieces in Newsweek and CNN. Sorry, Mr. Dore. 
Steph does, you might have to come down a little bit, Jimmy. Steph does lint control as well. Yes, she does. <laughs> so everybody knows I did an interview with a self-described libertarian boogaloo boy, and I was unbelievably surprised at the stuff he was saying. Like, for instance, here it is. Okay. Well, I was told and that... As a matter of fact, I'm not the most straight man myself, so... <laughs> So that was my jaw was on the floor when I heard that guy say that stuff because I had the exact opposite opinion of those people. I thought they were all now important thing to note when he first saw what this guy. Oh, the the guy on the the screen was saying, "I'm not yeah. the most straight guy myself," and he pointed back to the, oh, okay. the gay pride flag. Um, right. So Jimmy Dore is saying here that oh, I didn't have this perception of these people. I thought they were all like right-wing extremists. When he first saw that guy's clip, he was like, who are the Boogaloo boys? I've never heard of them. It turns right. out, and I'm not going to bother searching for the tweet again, but Jimmy Dore has talked about the Boogaloo boys back as far as like 2019. So for him to claim that he doesn't know who the Boogaloo boys are and that he's never heard of them before, in that first yeah. clip when he was listening to this guy's speech, and then to have him on, like... Right. There's just there's just so many fucking conflicting issues there. But yep, racist and Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to say No, something. I was I, No, I was just going to it essentially repeat the same stuff that you uh you can't you can't be um someone that claims they can comment on politics and not know what these simple right. like not know basic political major movements, movements are. are going on. Yeah. Like yeah. They were uh, all anti-gay, anti-black lives matter for sure, I thought. But it uh, turns out he was saying the opposite. And I got a, I was called a white supremacist for just interviewing that guy. I was called, I was boosting him just because I interviewed him because that's what corporate Democrats like to do. Um, Let me pause it for a second. I went to the, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's also just like the issue that's, that comes up so often, which is like, there's a lot of, there, there's, there's great stuff about the, the, the concept at the very least of like intersectionality, right? Oh, of course. Like you, you want people of all different types and and and, and lifestyles and stuff to uh, combine forces and to treat one another well. Like that's a that's a good uh, that's a good idea. But the idea that because you may be uh, not the straightest person in the world is that what he said? I'm not the straightest guy in the world. Yeah. Something like or something that. like that. Yeah. Just because you may not be the straightest guy in the world doesn't mean you're not a white supremacist. Right. Like, why let's, is uh, it let's, that? Let's think about the most prominent, crazy, like, the most prominent neo-Nazi in like uh, I don't know, like five years ago was uh, Me Milo, <laughs> <laughs> a, a gay guy right. that was married to a black man who uh, also yeah. just happened to be a Nazi. Not not and the black Jewish. man. I don't know. If he was also Jewish. Man. Yeah, he's also Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Just and. And it's, but, but, but yeah, just the fact that just because you uh, are at least are aligning in some way with a subalternate, uh, subalternated group means that you can't hate other ones because it gets more complicated where it's like, you know, self-hating or something like that. Sure. But just because, yeah, hey, Mike, I fucking, I hate, I hate pizza. I really love ice cream though weird right yeah because i hate pizza well i love ice cream too do you... <laughs> how do you feel about pizza though i, I no, like pizza i like pizza non sequiturs total yeah. non sequiturs well and the the other thing is and we talked about it last time we we covered this subject was okay have a conversation with these people 
but yes. also interrogate what their what their uh their aim is you know it's it's one right. thing to say oh yeah we both hate the government cool what we need to do is tear down the government and institute a corporate class of rulers who are going to, you know, <laughs> handle the money the right way and take care of all of us versus like, no, we need to tear down the government and have like an equitable society. Like those are two different aims. And right. that's, you know, part of what the Boogaloo Boys is about is tearing down the government so that they can have their own like weird and capitalism um yeah. anarcho-capitalism which never fucking works and always ends up as being corporate controlled hell uh as we've seen in history several times we're gonna start up the patchwork guys it's <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's let's finish this clip up because i don't want to dwell on door very much longer and, and the reason i think this is important to bring up is because he's got a viewership of like millions of people unfortunately Right. And yeah, he has enough viewership to like have a producer and group of people like powdering his face and shit before he goes on. Yeah, and so you like, know, it's, it's important <laughs> to to kind of call these things out when you see them happening. Um, yeah. In my opinion, uh, yeah, the ADL, right? The associate, uh, the um, what the fuck does ADL stand for? American Defense. What does it stand American for? American Defense League. I don't know. Let me look. Anti anti discrimination league. That's what that is, right? Close enough. <laughs> it's just funny to me because he's asking around and it's like, who the fuck is in charge over there? Like, <laughs> like yeah, his producer doesn't yeah. know. Uh, he doesn't know. Just anti dumb stuff league. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no, that's the the that's the uh, Israeli defense. Israeli. <laughs> hey. Sorry. Yeah. He's dumb. Sodomy is a sin. Anti-defamation. Okay. So Mike, make the make the necessary edit so I don't look like the idiot that I am. Thank you. <laughs> so this is from the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League. And what is the Anti-Defamation League? It's the leading anti-hate organization founded in 1913 in response. So there you go. So it's the leading anti-hate organization. And what, this is what, from their literature, this is what they say about the Boogaloo Boys. His latest movie is called... So that's, uh, that's about as far as I want to go down that. Um, there's there's more clips. Uh, you can, you can if you want to right. look into this further, uh, the fellow's name is at Rod Weber with two Bs. Um, oh. And he's he's got a couple of other clips that just show. Uh, here's, here's something that we should just bring up. Um, so this, the uh, the Magnus Panvidia guy used to go by Zachary Clark on uh, mm. on Facebook or maybe that's Instagram. Yeah, I think this is an Instagram. Um, he used to go by Zachary Clark because he wanted to obscure who he was, obviously uh, as a mm -hmm. big blue boy. Um, and so, no toilet paper, no problem. Here is a collage of tapestries that are ass approved to wipe your butt. And so. You know, it starts off with a Nazi flag, a Confederate flag, a Blue Lives Matter flag, a Trump flag. And they're like, OK, cool. And then the next flags are the communist flag and the anti-fascist flag. So he's like clearly against anti Antifa, you know. Um, right. Antifa left left movements in general, probably, you know, cool that he doesn't like Nazis. But that doesn't mean that he's not a white supremacist in his own right. Uh yeah, I it, it's he just seems like one of those the the standard 
kind of hyper centrist yeah, uh edge lord right. kind of thing yeah. yeah it's just dumb which uh by the way guys if uh if you're uh if you're a centrist you probably shouldn't uh shouldn't be hoping for the collapse of uh, social institutions and stuff because that's the only thing that uh, keeps that shit in the middle <laughs> <That's> true <laughs> um yeah uh, so this is a cool article that I that I found. Um, so I knew Bill and Nevada yes. would allow tech companies like blockchain LLCs to create governments. Um, plan le- legislation to establish new business areas in Nevada would allow technology companies to effectively form separate local governments. Uh, Democratic Governor uh, Steve Sisolak announced a plan to launch so-called innovation zones in Nevada to jumpstart the state's Mm. economy by attracting technology firms. Las Vegas review journal reported Wednesday. Um, Obviously this is kind of a horrific uh, sort of thing that could potentially happen. Yeah. I'm confused by it kind of, but yeah, yeah. I go on. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, The measure to further economic development with the alternative form of local government has not been introduced to the legislature. But basically, Uh, they're pitching that uh, a company can come in and kind of establish its own rule of law. A company town? Yes. And I was going to bring that up. I'm glad that you know the history of uh, company towns. Oh, yeah. Uh, company towns used to be a thing that existed until uh, people realized that they were hell. And uh, started rioting against them, and eventually uh, the the government kind of banned company towns. Um, what a company town was was, you know, unless you're on Mars. <laughs> unless you're on Mars, yes. Which which I would love to live in the Elon Musk company town on Mars, where my oxygen may be rationed if I say something bad about Tesla. I don't know. <laughs> um, but <laughs> company towns were what were they? They were like back in like the the 40s and 50s, right? I think uh, maybe yeah, a little bit earlier. Definitely earlier. I don't know when they stopped existing, though. Let yeah, me, I think I think the 40s and 50s is too. when like their pivotal history started happening. Um, but basically, a, a company would, you know, let's say an oil company would set up, you know, an oil operation, and everybody would be, you know, moving to this oil operation. And since there wasn't a whole lot of other towns nearby back back in this time, uh, there would be like a little town that kind of popped up around around this this company. And what what normally happened in these company towns is instead of being paid wages like a normal person would be paid is you'd be paid in like company credit, so to speak. And so you would have to shop within your company as well. Um, There was other, you know, kind of like basic uh rights that were kind of removed from people and and the problem with that is when you're when you're paid in company credit uh you can't spend that anywhere else and so you kind of lose your your ability to freely move around the country uh or go anywhere else because you don't have any uh you don't have any of the uh nation's currency available to you um they wouldn't let people uh you know kind of cash that in for for you know american dollars most of the time um, and the other thing is, you know, they, they would establish strict rules on uh, what kind of conduct was allowed in, in their company town. Um, obviously, we don't have company towns anymore for a reason. And uh, the reason is that uh, 
that that creates a corporate hellscape that uh, people don't want to live in. Um, I, I I just looked it up too, but apparently company towns, I mean, they they existed for a long time previous to this. And there's a lot of different kind of bleed between certain types of like debt slavery and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, company towns, uh, apparently they started declining a little bit in like the 1920s because the the the, the individual motor car oh. uh, became a little bit more popular. And so, yeah, as that's where I guess they started having their decline. I know that there was like the, like Pullman was one of the really big company towns that was around turn of the century. Um, that's the one that I always end up thinking of. Um, but yeah, and a lot of these company towns literally just uh, contract obligations to like, mm-hmm. you have to live here for a certain amount of time and they function kind of like MLM. So you actually have to like pay in. Yep. Uh, and so you, you pay in for your contract, you, they produce debt and then they pay you enough that you can't really pay off the debt. And then you have to re-up on your contract and you become a, a prisoner. Yeah, um, it's, it's basically slavery, uh, is what yeah. happened. Yeah. And, um, you know, this, this is why, you know, I, I oftentimes consider uh, libertarians and anarcho-capitalists to just be fascist, but like with more steps. But with fewer steps. With fewer, fewer steps. With fewer steps, more steps, we, whatever Yeah, that we say. started yeah. there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But the, the um, oh shit, it just left me. No, I, I, oh, yeah. I, so I used to work at a Home Depot. And one of the really bizarre things that I found that they had was that they had essentially like an Amazon just for Home Depot employees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, uh, there's, there's and I've worked a, for a, a lot few of, companies that have that. Yeah, there's a lot of companies yeah. that do that. And, I mean, that's, of course, nothing compared to a company town, but it was always so fucking creepy to me. <laughs> no, it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my the uh, the pharmaceutical job I had had like a, a special market for, for employees sort of thing. Um, when right. I worked at Target, they had a, a similar sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to buy my next tv with home depot bucks like what the fuck yeah yeah weird shit <laughs> so like weird that. um and and really all it is is just kind of like a, a... new way for them to make money <laughs> yeah i mean it's like you're, you're they call a benefit you, you've hired somebody right and you're paying them and it's like how do we get that money that we're paying them back well <laughs> right open right. up a market where they get like a one percent like discount so hey yeah. you save 10 bucks on that tv buckaroo uh, but you also spent it for the company you're working for. So we're benefiting off of your employment in a different way. It's an increased financialization of the person that's working for that company. Yeah, that's actually, I, I remember the the way that I got my first job was, uh, I, I don't know, it was like we don't have to 15 talk or to 16 or something. About what you uh, had to do for your first job. <laughs> <laughs> but it was at, it was at a, a costume shop. And the big thing that I said during the interview was, uh, was, oh, well, I mean, if you hire me, you're just going to get all the money back. Oh, of course. I'm just going to buy costumes (laughs) and shit. It's just cool stuff here. I should, I should, uh, Uh, I should start doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Just go, 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 go to get a job at like the, your, your local, your local dildo shop. Yeah. (laughs) Sir, if you (laughs) hire me, I'm going to buy the biggest dildo I can. Every I'm gonna week. use that so hard that I'm gonna need a new one. <laughs> I have a very, very acidic digestive system, so these things just—they're they, they're nubs. System, very wanting you know? asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> one thing. That's good. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, let's so, just talk. That, oh, go ahead. The thing that's weird to me about this, uh, I mean, uh, otherwise it wouldn't be a weird story to me at all and, and would click right away and hopefully it doesn't get through, but knowing that it's Nevada, you know, God knows. Yeah, but they say concern. that that so they mentioned llc's which is like spooky but they mentioned at the top also that it's for like blockchain and i'm wondering what that what that necessarily well see would imply block blockchain is is basically the uh the it's the like the methodology for for like cryptocurrency and stuff. Right. So it's it's basically ledger accounting that like everybody can access um and it like Right. Because, because it's on everyone's access, devices. Yeah, because it's on everybody's devices and everybody can access it basically it remains true no matter what you what you try to do to it. Um Right. And so what what I'm concerned about is uh you know exactly what we were talking about with the with with the company towns and and you know having their own company credit that that you are paid in um being paid oh, in uh maybe, in dogecoin yeah in dogecoin <laughs> instead of uh regular uh, money um and, mm. and it's gonna look nice on paper because you're gonna get like i don't know three million dogecoin uh for your like actual three hundred dollar right. check <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Dogecoin is actually spiking today, and I've been I've been watching it because it's hilarious to me. Um, yeah, it's been spiking for for uh, for a few days now. It's been spiking, um, spiking for a few days, but somebody took out an ad for Dogecoin in the uh, Super Bowl, I think. Really? And so there was like a market increase because uh, of it. Um, well, there was an increase. Um, I which, by the way, I was, the I was Super checking Bowl it out today. <laughs> yeah, right. I I learned that this morning. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Who's playing? But, uh, <laughs> I was checking a few days ago and it was like, I got the app and everything, but I'm not going to know. Um, but there was an increase of like 700%, like over a couple hours and then it dropped, but then it like, it kind of, it, I mean, it's not stable in any way, shape or form, but it kind of no. stabilized at least for a little while around, like at an increase of like 500%. So still doing really well, even before this. So I'm, I'm curious what's happening with go, this. Go, go. Um, go, don't go. <laughs> so uh let's let's uh let's pivot to something different um yes pivot let's we our our favorite segue is all right it is time to segue <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah, um, favorite segue is just kind of ramming the next subject through did we talk about this one last time uh not exactly okay uh we we touched on it briefly um last uh last episode was mostly just the uh the stonks stuff stonks um hell yeah this is something that i that i brought up on the the instagram page a couple of times oh, that's probably what it is story yeah all my interactions with you blur together uh yeah well there when you're tripping balls on benzos it's hard to tell what's uh <laughs> right. what's going on when um, days bleed so so biden is ending for-profit federal prisons from what we can tell what we know so far is that he's ordered all the contracts that that currently exist with private companies that are running federal prisons uh to to end essentially um he's not terming the contracts he's not terminating the contracts 
He's right. just letting them run up and they're not going to be renewed. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's ending all for profit private prisons on the federal level. No. What it means is that he's just letting those contracts run up and what could happen at, after that is, okay, we need a new contract with new companies or whatever. Yeah. The hope is that he's actually going to end the federal private prisons. Um, like it's a baby step indeed. towards a better future because a lot of these yeah. prisons shouldn't exist in the first place. A lot of people locked up in these prisons are locked up for, you know, possession crimes, you know, right. Not everybody that gets sent to federal prison is, is like an insanely bad person or anything like that. Um, right. The carceral in, in, state in is still something we should resist. Yeah. Um, yeah. The caveat to this order is that, uh, this doesn't apply to DHS run prisons, which is where all the ICE detention facilities are. And which, to be fair, are full of the worst of the worst. Yes, people looking uh, for a better future in a country that <laughs> doesn't have it for them. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. So, an executive order signed by President Joe Biden on Tuesday aiming to end the use of private prisons by the Justice Department does not apply to private facilities used by the Department of Homeland Security to detain immigrants. The order bars the Justice Department from renewing contracts with private prisons but does not address contracts held by DHS. Uh, so... Biden said during his campaign that he would make clear that the federal government should not use private facilities for any detention, including the detention of undocumented immigrants. So it's unclear if the administration is planning future action on the issue. Um, we don't know yet. Uh, it may be hmm. that, that he does the right-ish thing here. Um, I right. think ICE should be abolished, obviously, but... Yep. Um, so this doesn't apply to private prisons. Uh, but if we go back to the Trump era, which private prisons are essentially operating under, or private ICE facilities are, are essentially operating under. Um, so the Trump administration uh, obviously increased how many people they would capture in, in these facilities. And this article is from the AmericanProgress.org. Um, and it's about uh, how private prisons were, were profiting greatly uh, from this. And it should also be noted that uh, Biden ending uh, federal private prisons um, is only like 9% of federal prisons. Uh, so it's like not negligible because all the people in those 9% of prisons matter, uh, but it is not the vast majority yeah. of federal prisons that are still operating under very austere conditions just from the government. Right. Um, so this is uh, this is a breakdown of, of how much money all these these companies make. Uh, government contracts are a major source of revenue for private prisons. Private prison companies, CoreCivic and the Geo Group, relied on government contracts for an average of forty eight percent of their revenues in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. Um, this this article is from twenty nineteen. Um, so Biden is still allowing uh, private. Uh, detention companies, I guess, whatever you want to call them. What were they called? Private prison companies. Um, Biden's still allowing them to make a killing off of these uh, these ICE facilities. Um, mm. You know, ICE is also opening up overflow facilities right now is one of the headlines nice. going around. 
which means that you know things things haven't really changed. Yeah, Biden has a a moratorium on deportations uh, unless it's like terrorists or or criminals or something like that. Uh, but ICE has been defiant, and one of the things to keep in mind with this story is that uh, the the DHS is under the executive branch, and um, ICE is under the DHS, and so feasibly. Biden could literally end ICE with like the stroke mm-hmm. of a pen, and he hasn't done that. He hasn't ended this extremely predatory, and and you know it's it's something that you know if you want to talk about it in like the most base terms possible, uh, based. the American the no base terms not based <laughs> terms. <laughs> um, the the American people are essentially paying for the imprisonment of these people whose only crime is trying to live a better life mm-hmm. um so you know this this is still unconscionable and you know yeah we can we can pat biden on the back for ending that nine percent of federal private prisons uh that exist but you know there's, there's still so much more here and uh so much more that's yeah. not being done and, and it's not like just bump and get back to work what's that <laughs> I said fist bump and get back to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it's uh, what's what's obscene here is like this isn't something that Biden needs to wait on. You know, like there doesn't need mm. to be like a, a Senate vote or anything like that. And, and this is, you know, part of part of the problem of the Obama administration is there was so much rollback on like the the, the executive powers. And that's what Trump kind of preyed on when when he increased all these these programs uh, which mm. again already existed under the the Obama uh, uh, presidency, but there was no stops to it. There was no like legislative process to whether or not you could imprison more immigrants and keep them for longer and make contracts with these private prison companies that would be more you know fiscally beneficial to them or whatever. Um, so you know Biden doesn't need to wait for anybody to end this. He just hasn't right. ended them yet. Um, cool yeah we'll uh we'll pivot to a more fun topic i guess more fun than private prison <laughs> yeah more, more fun than private I'm, I'm trying to like stutter us uh between bad and good here that's the um that's what my grandpa always used to say <laughs> my my god boy this uh this here is uh funner than a private prison <laughs> this is more fun than private prison <laughs> Man. um so <laughs> fox oh, news has, yeah. uh, has canceled lou dobbs show um man yeah what sad, an energetic sad, sad, to see a, sad to see a real one go um yeah <laughs> lou dobbs he's is absolutely uh, not a real person by the way no, he's another no, one of the dolls yeah. he's absolutely a doll yeah no for sure um and you know his, his entire calling job... him a doll is weird <laughs> His entire job on Fox News was basically to uh, like come up with the most obscene justifications for like racism and shit. Right, uh, racism. Um, I don't know why the rich are better than you, and you're you're a shitty person for being poor, and yeah, the standard fare. Yeah. Um, so the reason that they're uh, they're canceling uh, his show is because he's. I'm not going to read the article. Uh, the, the reason is that he's under, uh, he's, he's being sued by Dominion. Uh, the, oh, he's, he's, one, he's on the list. That's good. Yeah. That's very fun. 
He's being sued by That's Dominion. For huge like lawsuit. Two point uh, two point seven billion or something like that. Yeah, billion with a B. Yeah, billion dollars. Um, to, be, to be fair, it's him and quite. A, I keep on hearing new people. It was part of this pod. Uh, I almost yeah, it's, said it's part him. Of this podcast, um, part of this lawsuit, I believe. Uh, um, I believe Rudy Giuliani is on that list. Yeah, and then that that lawyer guy and yeah, yeah, the lawyer lawyer lady that uh, I forget her name, Sydney Powell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those are the names that I've heard. I'm I'm sure there's more. Yeah, but so it's not it's not that he's being sued for that amount of money, but he is part of a group that's being sued for that amount of money. Right. So Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and so you know Fox having some kind of stake in this has decided to uh, cancel Lou Dobbs. And it should be noted that, you know, yeah, it's good that Lou Dobbs is being taken off air. Uh, I, I, hard to see any any negatives in that. Um, but it's not good that Dominion uh, has that much control over our voting. Has that much Dominion? <laughs> yeah, has that much Dominion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not good that uh, Dominion has this much power when, when you know, they're... They, they shouldn't even be running our voting systems in the first place. Yeah, like a private company probably shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I don't believe any of the Dominion conspiracies. I think that, you know, they, no. they're they they're doing the job that they're supposed to do. Uh, I just think it's a dangerous precedent to let private corporations uh, run our elections, yeah, essentially. Totally. I mean, so t- two quick things. First off, uh, I suddenly... I suddenly agree with Trump that we should open up the libel laws. <laughs> Remember when he said that? And now all of his friends are being sued. Uh, but um, uh, but there's what what was the name of the the also very spookily named uh, program, the app that was being used during the DNC? Oh um, yeah yeah, Pit uh, butt eggs thing. It was it was like dark shadow or it was shadow was yeah, it shadow yeah I think it was shadow or something let's uh... yeah like shadow and dominion and stuff is like you guys really are acknowledging how frightening uh, governmented politics are I guess but chill out it's all it's okay just call some like I don't know uh, fluffy rainbow or <laughs> something democracy a lot. for everybody. Um... See if this says what what's it, it called? Ooh, Washington Examiner. Let's get out of here. <laughs> 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 Click the wrong link there. Um, it's fucking ad block shit. Shadow Ink. Yeah, it was a Shadow Ink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, uh, yeah. My so that's pretty cool. Working very fast. Yeah. yeah I, Shadow know, and Dominion. I wonder what like the, the the optics on that are that like let people make a company name that you know like like hey they just we're, think we're gonna make spies. a voting yeah. <laughs> we're gonna make a voting company and we're gonna call it we don't love democracy <laughs> it's, it's it's the same it's the same shit that where it's like you know everyone thinks that 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 Mayor Pete is like this fucking dork because he is yeah but I'm sure that the way that he views himself is the same way that you know any uh any one of these people especially the people uh uh lower than him on the totem pole pole uh but they they think they're like they really think they're like world-renowned spies and like badasses that are like doing spooky maneuvering and stuff and the politics is all about you know this this uh, uh that art of war kind of shit disorder 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's like the <laughs> it's the dark version of that, you yeah. know, the, or the House just, of Cards brain disorder, I guess. Yeah, there you go, there you go, the House of Cards thing, and it's just everyone thinks that they're fucking Lao Tzu or something. <laughs> it's just a nightmare. <laughs> no, it's true, so, and, and you know, yeah. being somebody who works for government, I can tell you all these people are fucking idiots. Um, yeah, myself probably included in some respects, but. I, I view myself. We all, I view myself as competent, but not a super spy working for government. So that's, that's <laughs> maybe the difference. thank you for <laughs> competent, but not a super spy because I, I discharge my duties as I'm uh, as I'm supposed to, uh, and I don't. Let's, think uh... That, uh, there's there's weird. Or I don't believe in uh, like colluding against things or You're right backroom You're... talks. Yeah, the smoking room talks. Yeah. Um, I just. I imagine you speaking to like a therapist or something. They're asking you, so what is your like, how is your self-confidence? And you just say, well, um, confident, uh, but not fuck. super spy. <laughs> Thank you. Confident, but not super spy. <laughs> Man, I'm hazy as hell today. I can't remember shit. Yeah. It's all good. This is the variety hour. I forgot to mention that at the variety top. Variety hour. As they say yeah, we're biz, just, you know, we're spasming top. through this. The top. Yeah. Um, all right, what's next? The, the next thing is we're back on Biden. Um, back on Biden. Like the best pause I could have had. Bob, B-O-B. Um, <clears throat> so we, we talked about the, the issues with uh, a Biden administration and, and Iran, or a potential Biden administration at the time, I guess, and Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, this, so this is Biden uh, responding to a question about Iran and the sanctions, and here we go. Will the U.S. lift sanctions first in order to get Iran back to the negotiating table? No. They have to stop enriching uranium first. It appears there is. (laughs) No. Do we know that uh, Iran is enriching uranium? I couldn't tell you, but uh, probably not. Yeah, we don't actually know. That's that's just the report that's going around, and yeah. you know this is one of the dangers of uh, Biden's renewed trust in the intelligence community. Is uh, right. The intelligence community sometimes lies about things. Surprise. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's... the 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 perspective that we need to have here is this is a form of American exceptionalism, where we elected a president. Uh, four years ago five years ago i guess um donald trump uh Mm. you know whether or not you liked donald trump that's the president we had at the time and the president Mm. we had at the time backed out of the nuclear deal with iran and for us to turn around and say oh no, no no iran now has to go back to that that previous state before trump because trump was just you know a fluke a fluke we gotta we gotta wave that away you know um right. trump was a fluke so you know iran is still subject to the the deal that we had that we backed out of as a country because we elected a shitty president and now they have to go back to that deal in order for us to talk to them again like no we we ruined that deal by voting in donald trump we gotta, we gotta remind them we have that soft power man yeah <laughs> Um, so you know biden's going to maintain the sanctions that that are that are there um which is not going to help the situation in any way um 
all of the reports that I've seen from from third parties, uh, mainly you know not just the U.S. propaganda machine, is that Iran uh, actually was maintaining the uh, the terms of the deal more or less, even yeah. even though Trump was uh, backing out of the deal or backed out of the deal. Um, so, you know, this is a, a clear indication of of I think aggressions that are going to eventually build up with Iran or Iran, sorry. Um, I always fuck that up. <clears throat> um, you fucking idiot. Yeah, You're no super spy. I'm no super spy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, I, if I went to Iran and they're like, what's the name of this country? I'd be like, Iran, Iran. And then they would shoot me on the spot because I would clearly be an American spy. That's true. Even though I look very Iranian. You could. You could pass. Nobody's going to believe that. You could do it. Nobody's gonna do that. Believe in you. Um. <laughs> another another fun subject that we could uh, go to here. Um. There's the uh, the stimulus stimulus. Oh package. yeah, that's stimulating. Yeah, the uh, the <laughs> stimulus, uh, the fourteen hundred dollar stimulus that uh, we were promised. Mm. Um, always mm-hmm. been promised. Yeah, we fourteen hundred. We promised fourteen hundred yeah. yeah. the whole time. Um, Nothing. Is- wouldn't it be like weird if there was like a mashup compilation of like all of the politicians that we recently <laughs> elected saying that there was going to be a two thousand dollar stimulus package? Oh God! Wouldn't that be is weird if there real? if that exists? It would be weird. Well, I guess we're gonna get weird then. <laughs> oh, let's get weird. This nice. is uh, this is at very Dems fun. Watchdog on Twitter. They made a very useful video for for talking about the fourteen hundred dollars stimulus package we're gonna get. <laughs> if you send John and the Reverend to Washington, those two thousand dollar checks will go out the door. We will be able to pass two thousand dollar stimulus checks for the people next week. We'll deliver the two thousand dollar stimulus checks, and that begins with the two thousand dollar stimulus. When you send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those two thousand dollar stimulus checks. You send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those two thousand dollar stimulus checks. They will make decisions about whether we give people a two thousand dollar check. We need to pass two thousand dollar stimulus checks for the people we're getting people that two thousand dollars in relief direct payment should be noted that all this is being said after the six hundred dollar stimulus check is already hit so we'll, we'll continue though congress should pass two thousand dollar checks president-elect biden and democrats are all pushing for two thousand dollar relief checks two thousand dollar stimulus checks two thousand dollar relief checks two thousand dollar relief checks they should send two thousand dollar checks to the american people right now supporting two thousand dollar relief payments right now we need to be passing the two thousand dollar stimulus relief checks that means we need john ossoff and Raphael warnock who will go to dc to ensure the two thousand dollar Checks. You see ads that say, want your $2,000 stimulus check? Vote Democrat. Vote for Warnock. Well, I actually have a bill for that. <laughs> One of the first things that I want to do when our new senators are seated is deliver the $2,000 checks to the American families. And the debate over $2,000 isn't some abstract debate. Of- $2,000 checks. So kind of actually $1,400 checks. By electing John and the Reverend, we'll put an end to the block in Washington on that $2,000 stimulus check. Ten moderate Republicans want a seat at the table to pitch a slim-down relief proposal. 
That money that will go out the door immediately. What they might be willing to do is negotiate on those stimulus checks. How can you assure Americans that a relief will come and come soon? Have you ever known anyone in the history of the United States of America that could be president and assure exactly what the Congress is going to do? That money that will go out the door immediately. And that's not hyperbole, that's real. If you send John... Well, to to be fair, Michael, <laughs> yeah, let's be let's fair, be fair to the situation. <laughs> we we had just gotten six hundred, mm-hmm. and so if they give us fourteen hundred, which I definitely believe is happening, right? It's happening immediately. Oh, I can I can give you um, a, a timeline for that actually, but continue. but if but if we add this together, that's two thousand dollars right there. So, we just got some of it snuck over to us. That first. seems that seems we'll well, nibble. We'll nibble they're off they're the saying turkey. two thousand dollars stimulus checks after mm-hmm. we've already gotten the two thousand dollars or the six hundred. Yeah, but no, they're just you know they're counting that. It, it seems like I, I think uh-huh. this is something Sam Cedar said that I'm going to steal. Uh-huh. But he said it seems like that was an asterisk that never got like presented to us. <laughs> 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 and then, that the two thousand dollars stimulus check was, you know, also we're gonna, you know, minus the six hundred we gave you, and you know, right. equals out to fourteen hundred to people who can do basic math. Um, the the other claims that uh, you know it's not hyperbole that these checks are going to go out the door immediately. Uh, turns out that was hyperbole. That's so gross. Um, because we're not going to see those. And this is uh, the next, yeah, the next link I have here. Um, Good headline. House aims to pass COVID relief bill within two weeks as budget reconciliation moves forward. Uh, So two weeks um, from now, we'll be right up on, uh, right up on March, sort of. Um, Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, The thing is that the House is going to pass it and then it has to go to the Senate. The Senate isn't going to be seeing it until like early March, uh, mid March mm-hmm. sort of time, um, and voting on it. Um, so you know, if if it does pass the House, which I do believe it will, um, it'll have to go to mm-hmm. the Senate, and then you have to contend with uh, people like Joe Manchin, um, who <laughs> still doesn't get that you just need to give people money right now for some reason. Um, yeah, like I don't know he. He's from West Virginia, so we don't give him very much credit. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the, you know, the funny thing is that, that West Virginia's Republican governor came out strongly in support of uh, $2,000 stimulus checks. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Democratic senator from West Virginia saying, well, we should probably slim it down a little bit if you give the people too much sense. money. I don't know what J- Joe Manchin sounds like. I refuse to listen to his voice. He looks, <laughs> he looks like a fucking... Like, corpse so fucking yeah that's uh, good that's very good so yeah the, the timeline on that is hopefully march we'll we'll get something i would not bet on i don't invest yeah. in dogecoin in the amount of fourteen hundred dollars <laughs> expecting to get uh, fourteen hundred dollars in march <laughs> no uh, no actually don't buy dogecoin at all right now because it's it's going to come crashing down very soon uh just buy, buy a little buy a little dogecoin I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. No, gonna, don't do it yet. Yeah. No, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna level with no. everybody here. I'm. I'm about to buy crypto. Um, myself. What are you gonna buy? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of diversify a little bit, but I'm gonna wait okay. until uh, like next week or two, when everything kind of yeah. crashes back down again, and then uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll pl- we'll play a little money into it. You know. Yeah. I got a little. Yeah, bit, I've been. Uh, a little bit. I've been considering doing the same. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, I made fun of a, a mutual uh, acquaintance of ours for a long time, and, Which one is and it? rightly so, um, for being like heavily into Bitcoin and shit like that. And uh, blink twice for Sean. No, not Sean. No, blink once for <laughs> <laughs> not Sean. No, Sean. Sean yeah, and yeah. I. Uh, Sean and I are actually very similar in that we both uh, derided uh, all these yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long time. Um, but no, I, I made fun of a mutual acquaintance of ours uh, for for a long time for being, uh, you know, and and to to their credit, you know, they they always said it's yeah, it's just a fun little gamble that I'm doing. I'm not like super, you know, right. invested in it. Um, and now now I'm kind of kicking myself because uh, they just made like seven hundred bucks off their their investment. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, man. Well, if I would have bought like. I, you know, I could have bought like fifty dollars of a Dogecoin back in the day and been like, I don't know, a thousand, thousand dollars richer today. Um, buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah, we uh, we learn lessons sometimes the hard way, and there's no uh, there's no indication that Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general is any kind of uh, uh, currency you should actually be buying into. <laughs> so, still very much a gamble. Still very much a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but. Right. I yeah, def- def- idea def- things sometimes. Go ahead. Right. No, def- definitely a gamble. Um, but uh, it's not. It's not like backed by anything really. It's just like the and, and you know, let's be fair to all currency. Yeah. There's there's no backing to any currency, but like this. Right, and that that's actually the. Well, that's that's actually the thing that that is good about crypto in a funny way is that crypto is backed by itself whereas no currency is backed by anything including its own yeah like physical form so in in a bizarre way crypto is is backed uh by more than most currencies <laughs> because there's there's actual ledgers that everyone has and that it itself is like kind of self-perpetuating right so yeah yeah. There's there's an argument to be made for for the blockchain, uh, I right. think, and and modern finance. Um, I don't think we're quite there yet, uh, but you know. Oh man, why did I read this one? Yeah, I've I've had it up this for a couple good. of seconds, and I was surprised. Yeah. That, uh, you know. Oh lord! So in the uh, in, uh... in the interest of <laughs> you know uh, Biden imperialism. Um, one of the uh, one of the great imperial projects of America, or, sorry, the U.S. I should say, um, is yeah. Uh, I guess in this, what's that? I guess in this setting, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're still talking about the Americas. <laughs> uh, so one of the the imperial projects of Amer- the U.S. I almost fucked up again. Um, is uh, is our meddling in uh, South America and Venezuela oh, yeah. being one of the countries that we've done a lot of meddling in, um, mm-hmm. you know, attempted coups. Uh, with toy guns. Yeah, with toy guns. <laughs> <laughs> lots, of, lots of dumb shit has gone on in Venezuela and that, that could be its own episode at some point. And I think, oh, yeah. I think we, have a, we have a couple of listeners that, uh, that would have uh, pretty good insight on the... Uh, for politics sure. yeah. down there so maybe we could get them on sometime um it would be a good discussion i think um yeah. but uh one of the one of the uh one of the major things about trump was you know trump refused to see maduro as the legitimate leader of venezuela and instead supported the the opposition which is you know claiming election fraud probably not legitimate 
Um, and let's not say that Maduro is like the greatest, uh, the greatest leader in the world or anything yeah, like that. Certainly not. Not, not great people. Um, either, in either case, but it does seem legitimate that Maduro was elected. Um, However, uh, the the Biden administration will continue to recognize uh, Juan Guaido as Venezuela's leader, Venezuela's leader, uh, mm. top dem, dem, diplomat. Fuck. Give me a second. Tip top diplomats. This is like the most sober I've ever been for one of these episodes. And like, it's your mistake. Yeah, I'm yeah, I think that's my mistake too because I'm I'm a hundred percent right now, and it's just. Yeah, crushing sobriety. Shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just so, want to take a nap. Um. Oh, so what do you Blinken, got? Uh, Blinken. Anthony Blinken. <clears throat> U.S. President-elect Joe Biden's administration will continue to recognize Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido as a South American country's president. Anthony Blinken, Biden's nominee for Secretary of State, said on Tuesday. Um. This was Tuesday a couple of days ago, January 19th. Okay, so, yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Nothing's changed. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, so this is, you know, something we've uh, warned about is, you know, the um, the imperialism that's going to continue under Biden. Um, another subject that we could touch on that is, of course, Afghanistan, a country that mm. we're still fucking in. Still fucking Still in. Still fucking in. And uh-huh. you know, as, a, as a personal anecdote, when I was deployed to Afghanistan in 2011, mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the major projects I was working on was uh, uh, a teardown of the uh, the maintenance like shop compound that I that I was working on because there were there was this sort of pervasive idea that uh, we were going to leave very soon under obama um and so you know the military started uh positioning itself to get all the equipment out of there and so you know we, we reduced the size of our shop by like probably a third um mm-hmm. which was pretty significant we're talking about like entire radio repair divisions and stuff like that um and so it's you know it's it's always heartbreaking to me to see that we're still in Afghanistan because we we just have nothing left to do there. We didn't have a reason to yeah. be there in the first place. Um, anything that that we could have done with Osama bin Laden could have been done without the long term occupation that we decided to commit to. And obviously, the reason that we decided to commit to a long term occupation is because of its proximity to you know things like Russia and China. Um, the deposits of lithium is is probably a good reason that we're still there. doesn't hurt the opium trade there's a lot of mm-hmm. reasons that we're actually there uh, but none of them are what what you would want to tell the american people as reasons that we're there um so biden big part bipartisan guy um the headline of this article is bipartisan report urges the biden administration to remain committed to afghanistan Oh, thank God. This is why we should never trust uh, bipartisanship. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And, and, you know, to to not paint the Democrats in a good light and be like, we shouldn't trust bipartisanship because the Republicans are war hawks. Uh, We shouldn't trust it because the Democrats are also war hawks. And, you know, these... 
how many Democratic senators currently serving voted for the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan. Um, Lots of them. So, you know, the uh, continued imperialist uh, venture in Afghanistan uh, has a uh, strong likelihood of continuing under the Biden administration. Um, Not much more to say about that. Yeah, but how do they feel about Iraq? (laughs) <laughs> no um i believe uh move on <laughs> yeah. well I do, I do believe that uh just i want to say maybe minutes after the the biden administration uh took took office like troops returned to syria which is in some ways okay but it's it's okay like in the supporting the kurd sense but um mm. our, our continued meddling and uh in the Middle East is right. obviously just a bad thing. Not making things good, yeah. Um, another thing well. that we should uh, we should be concerned about is uh, Biden has been completely silent on the drone strike front, and we know good, that, uh, very good. Yeah, during the Obama years, uh, the drone strike program increased significantly from the Bush years, where it increased significantly. Uh, Trump also increased significantly the drone strike program. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've been saying for a while is I believe that Biden will also increase the drone, Uh, like probably not the obscene, like, I don't know, several hundred percent that Trump did um, in in terms of like how many strikes are happening. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) But when when you're working with the like 500% increase or whatever, and then you increase it like another twenty percent. It's that much more magnified because of you know the yeah for the, sure the compounding increases. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of all I had for for a little variety hour thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think you know what. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's end on a positive note. <laughs> okay, because I was about to just uh, you know leave and never come back. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> not because i dislike you just because i'm gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. die oh dave davey boy let's, let's look up Hell some yeah. dave rubin clips um, let's do it let's watch some some of his stand-up dude you want to watch some of his stand-up yeah well Short actually clips. maybe that's more painful I don't know. Uh, let's do it having sex <laughs> this is my impression mm. this is my impression it's the only impression i do i literally haven't done it for years this is my impression of yoda having sex oh, yoda having sex Going to come, I am. Thank you. All right. You literally closing your eyes the entire. (laughs) Yeah, he got some laughs out of the crowd. Um, they must have been drunk. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, let's, see, let's see this clip. Uh, it's, okay. It's, it's captioned as none, like, of, none of these are going to make us laugh. I can't quite figure out why Dave Rubin's comedy career never took off. <laughs> Excellent. This is what I did. I'm a little different in comedy form. It's coming back. I mean, I used to do this. This is what I did. Okay. I forgot that I'm good at this. All right. 
Doesn't that seem weird that gays now hate the Mormons? Like, a Mormon wants to have a lot of wives, and I want to fuck one dude. Why are we fighting? What are we fighting over? What, what are we fighting over? Thank you for that smile, sir. That was a very supportive <laughs> smile. Very good. So is this your lady right here? Are you in a lady mode? Do you go in modes? I'm always wondering about the bisexuals. No. You, so you just, you don't... <laughs> lesbians giving other lesbians flowers. Have you ever heard anything more beautiful than that? Obviously you have. Oh, you have a... I'm feeling a lot's so gonna happen between you two. This woman and this man right there. Dan Abrams' cock is huge! What? Okay. You have your foot up his balls. If I know anything about gays, it's that they don't want monogamy. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No, did I lose you there? No, too heartfelt, right? We had a little delay here, what happened? You were with me, now I needed you. That's where I could have used you for a second and you were drinking Amstel Light, the beer of lesbians, yeah. That I would tell you, there is something in Wolf Blitzer's beard that you don't want to see when you're, when you're still in. So are we excited Obama is the, no, you're cold. You're just a cold, you're a cold, you know that the gays are cold, that they don't, they fear the cold. The gays, gays love water, but fear the cold. Exciting, I, uh, I'm very happy. We had, the comics are literally so excited. As I walked out, one of the comedians said to me, how gay are you gonna be for this show? Which I think, that's, that's a sign, don't you think? Okay, we'll edit laughter in there, so. Good grammar. Lychee, I got some lychee, and I'm not kidding, as I had it in my mouth, she said to me, Dave, you know, that has the same consistency as vagina. And I've been out of the game for probably 10 years. And can anyone else confirm that? Is it, is it a heavy uh, vagina uh, feeling? <laughs> nope, that was painful. Yeah, that sucked. That sucked. It did actually, I was surprised. It, it, it did transcend for me a couple times where I did laugh because it was so painful. So yeah, thank yeah, you for that. No, I, I did need that. Laughter. Like, um, <laughs> he's gonna because that, <laughs> that first clip just, oh, no. No, 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 no. But that one, that Yoda, one did work. Yoda having sex is the only impression he does. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what a beautiful boy. What a, yeah, what a beautiful boy. boy. He's been uh, recently uh, claiming that he's, he's uh, threatening to, like, uh, stop Kill his himself. show and stuff like that. Or, yeah, close enough. Yeah. Um, Do it. Do it. Do it, you you. <laughs> Do it, you can. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, next, uh, next episode, um, we'll be doing oh, yeah. accelerationism. Um, going to explain the whole thing, which is going to be kind of like a paired release sort of thing, uh, with mm -hmm. the, uh, the podcast bringing down the grindhouse that you went on the other day. Yeah. Just um, a couple days ago. They're, they're releasing next week and we'll be releasing around the same time, um, because we don't edit like cowards. Yeah, we don't edit because we just uh, fools, I, idiots. I don't fucking care, man. Like, who are these fucking people that edit their podcasts? <laughs> Losers and dorks. Jimmy Dore. Jimmy yeah. Dore edits his uh, interviews. Oh, apparently, evidently. Yeah. Evidently. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to be like that. I I, no. I stick by everything I say. That's dangerous and cool. Yes. And same. <laughs> I've never said anything I don't mean.
by the way, I want to apologize to all of the Germans that I've hurt. Oh. All the Australians. Uh, the, the who? And I think that's that's the whole list. I think that's the whole list of nationalities I've said bad things about. Yeah, probably. Uh, that I want to take back. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, next week. Uh, do check out their page, though. Uh, Bringing Down the Grindhouse. It's a cool horror themed podcast. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, pretty solid. Friends of ours as well. Yeah. Charming people. Charming people, which makes you wonder why they hang out with us at all. That's a good question. They don't hang out. Well, with you'll us find much out often, actually. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll find out on the next episode of yeah. Bringing Down the Grindhouse. I'm also featured uh, minimally on uh, another episode that they have coming out, talking about uh, my bloody Valentine, because oh, okay. I was stuck in the room with them as they were recording and tried to remain quiet, but couldn't shut the fuck up. Ah, of course you so, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Therein lies so, the problem. Two for one, you get to see why they hang out with me uh, by watching me hang out with them. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, at B-G-T-H underscore podcast. B, B, B. Bringing down, oh, D- B, bringing down the grindhouse. D- so B- yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I always struggle with that one for some reason. That's a, that's a letters that confuse me. Yeah, it's too many letters. Yeah. yeah. I, I struggle. Yeah. With, Nothing like TBRD. Yeah. I struggle with T bird sometimes. That, that's how I had to T- like T bird. Yeah. I always think of a, our podcast as like a, a, like a fucking, I don't know, like a 90 favorite liqueur. Or, no, no, no. T bird. Oh. <laughs> Thunderbird, man. Like the classic. Yeah, Thunderbird, car. like the liquor. No, no, the car. The car that's like in every. Um, uh, a buddy of mine had one of those. Yeah. And he wrapped it around a tree in Elven Forest. Yeah, every 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 T bird ends up wrapped around a tree. It starts out in a tree. In a, in a haunted forest. Ends, yeah. Yeah. Ends up wrapped around a tree. Um, <laughs> and that's what I think about our podcast is we're we're uh, yeah. we're a we're a T bird. Yeah, I'd like to apologize to everyone for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty low energy. I'm a sleepy Joe today. It's all good. I I, I think sleepy I Joe. carried the the other half of it because I've uh, been sleeping yeah, and I also chugged a Red Bull right before this, and also nice. I'm like mostly sober. So good work, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go I, fix most of like those problems. One week right of self care. Let me pat myself on the back and. Uh... <laughs> I ate a salad today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Um, coming coming <laughs> up in the uh, in the the benzo rehab dungeon sphere is I'm, I'm almost done writing my uh, my piece on Orwell. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah. I I took some uh, some pauses on that because some other things came up. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I think that's all that's all I have going on, on my end. You still have your workshop going on. Um, Yep. The, the, talk about the upcoming changes. Yeah, well, there, there are going to be some upcoming changes. Um, but first off, I wanted to thank the people that came in for the uh, the open house workshop that we yeah, did. It was, it was really successful. Yeah. Uh, good crowd, uh, cool, interesting people. Um, we are replacing one of the uh, one of the, the the modules that we do uh, with a new one, which is revolt. So we'll be talking about all three different meanings of that, but we'll be uh, Focusing, of course, on the revolutionary aspect. Uh, so if you're interested in politics, primarily leftward politics or revolutionary politics, 
you should probably check it out. Indeed. So that's uh, find that in my bio. The link is in the bio at uh, Dank to Lose on Instagram, or you can find it on Patreon. Truncata, T R U N C A T A. Cool. Well, all right. Um, we love you. Please take your medicine. Take mine too. <laughs>